The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is paid for by NJC Investments, who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program right here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. My name is Nick Colarossi. I am a certified retirement counselor with NJC Investments, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen once again to join us as we open up this week's doors to the College of Financial Knowledge. Our program originates this morning from the luxurious corner office studio here at the beautiful Bold Gold Radio Complex, located high atop the brilliant fields and peaks of the West Mountain of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Our goal on today's program is to help you to become a better long-term investor and to help you weather the storms, the investment markets of 2022. Better days are ahead. We will talk about that. We have a lot of great information to pack into this program. We're going to be talking about some stock ideas. We're going to be talking about some bond ideas. Been a long time since we've really explored the bond market. We're going to take a look there today. We'll also catch you up on some earnings reports. Believe it or not, they are coming in very good to start the earnings season giving some surprise and a little bit to the uh, of a lift to the markets last week. We'll catch you up on those and also where we stand year to date in our capital markets. So please stay with us the entire hour. I promise to make it well worth your while and you will be all the wiser for it. Before we get to the financial information, let me first introduce the man who makes this and all of the other great educational programs that you hear on The Talker on weekends, Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings. He's the guy pushing all the buttons to make these programs possible. He's our producer extraordinaire, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Good morning, D.C. Good morning, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. A wonderful weekend. Yes, upon us. You you said it's going to be sunny. It is sunny, right? Yeah, yeah. Sunny and near 70 today. It's it's not 70 yet, but it's getting there. It's on the way. You promise. That's right. That's what they say. So, uh, yeah, today, uh, uh, sunny, near 70, and then tomorrow might see some showers and uh, it'll be like in the mid-60s. That's okay. All right. That's all right. It's a nice fall weekend. Hope everybody can get out and enjoy the beauty of fall. Have you seen the trees, DC? They're one of the nicest years I can remember. Amazing. On the colors, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love the fall. Yes. All right. Well, before we get started, we'll just remind everyone, if there's ever a question you have on the program or if there's a topic 
you would like us to uh, cover here on the program, never hesitate to reach out to us at NJC Investments. You can even call us right now and leave a message. We'll call you back on Monday morning. Our number is 570-586-5030, or you can drop us a line directly through our website, njcinvestments.com. And don't forget, on our website, if you miss a part of the program or if you missed last week's or you want to go back and hear a program from the past, all of our radio programs are on our website, njcinvestments.com. Takes mere moments, DC, with this technology we have today. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's just a few <laughs> seconds to download a program, and you can kind of – you can. Go back and forth through yeah. it, you know, forward and backward, and you don't have to listen to the whole program right. if there's just one segment you wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. But they're all there on NJCinvestments.com. And also, all of our programs are posted on the podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. You can always go back and hear a program if you miss it. Or if sometimes we go a little bit fast, you want to rehear a part of the program, they are all there as well. Well, DC, we had another wobbly week in the markets, <laughs> right, right? right? But with an upward, a little bit of an upward bias, uh -huh. which is good. I know you were looking at the market just before we started, and you said uh, over the last month we're yeah we're, we're up we're up yeah just up slightly from uh, from about you know thirty days ago. Yeah, it's still a battle, no doubt about it. It is still a uh, frustrating market in two thousand twenty two. I will tell you the bottom of the market so far, and we will hope that this bottom holds. The bottom of the market was put in on September 30th. The reason I know that is because that is the day that all of the statements printed. Oof. So all of your financial statements were printed on September 30th. That happens to be, the for most accounts, the worst day of the year. Yeah. And let's hope we uh, come up from there. But there's a reason why we had a bounce um, last week. We had a nice start to the week, Monday and Tuesday, and then we had a really nice end to the week on Friday, and we'll get into that in just a minute. And I really, you know, I, I like to kind of give you a feel for the flow of the market, but I want to remind you also, don't get so caught up in the day-to-day -day of the markets. You know, I watch the business channels, DC Teller, and I see these guys, and you know, they bring out the experts. The and, experts and, sure. and some of them have a lot of, there's a lot of great information. Right. And, and then there's some, you know, that are telling you, okay, we're going to go all in on uh, Monday. Usually they tell you, we were all in for Monday and Tuesday. We got out right before it went down on Wednesday, but we got back in right before it went up on Friday. Oh, sure. You can't do that. <laughs> no. you, I heard a commercial somewhere like that. Right. Get me in, get, get me out. Me it doesn't work. <laughs> no. You might get it right once or twice. More often than not, you're going to get it wrong if you're jumping in and jumping out and trying to time the market. It is time in the market, not time in the market. Yes. Right? Correct. You have to be in there for the long term. You have to be in. I think last week we did a little rolling period of three years. And was it 80, 85% of the, of the time the S&P 500 is up yeah. in a rolling three-year period? You have to be at least a three-year investor, and you should be longer than that. Yeah. So be patient in any given 10-year period in the S&P, in the Dow, Three of those years, on average, are going to be down years. Yeah. I think we had the last one in 2018. It was down slightly. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, I believe, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, it was 2008. Now, 2008 was like this. It was a very, very painful year. 
down sharply on all the averages and we had the financial crisis going on. There's always a different reason, but it doesn't feel good in any time. And right. you never, when you're in the middle of it, it seems like it's never going to end. It will end. Look at the long-term averages on the market. Look at the long-term averages even in bonds. The long-term average DC on the S&P 500, depending if you go 50 or 100 years, it's between 10 and 12% returns. Uh -huh. That does not mean every year is going to be up and there will be painful years. If you start trying to say, well, I'll get out when it's bad and get in when it's good, you will be selling at the wrong time. Believe me, that doesn't mean you can't diversify. And we are here today to give you some ideas. If you go back and listen to some of our past programs, we're giving you ideas. Now, every idea, of course, not right for every investor. And we're not giving you a specific recommendation. We're giving you ideas that you can start your homework and branch out from there. But there are things working and things holding up better. Have a diversified portfolio in 2022. Let's tread water and get out of this year, DC Taylor. <laughs> right. A lot of things on the horizon. I'm going to talk in a minute on why we had that big update on Friday. And it's something we had predicted a mm. while back here on the program. Let's hope that continues into next week. But stay diversified. We have a you, you've got a Federal Reserve meeting coming up on November first and second. We will probably get another interest rate hike, and then a week later, there's this thing called what is it? The midterm, midterm election. election. So a lot of investors are waiting to see the results of that and how the market might react to that. So there are certainly things that we need to be aware of on the short term. For the long term, we're going to have some ideas in this program that you may want to do some homework on, so please stay tuned for those. You're listening to Your Financial Future on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, helped ably along by Mr. D.C. Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame, and uh, D.C. and I would like to thank you, thank you, for allowing us to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. So, DZ, we have been trending up in our markets, as you just said, uh, since really September 30th. Not straight up. Where it's a volatile month. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, September is the worst month of the year, and it was so far. Let's hope that holds. Traditionally, October is volatile, but has an upward bias. And so far, that's what's happening in October. And traditionally, the best two years uh, I'm sorry, the best two months of the year would be November and December. Those are historic. We'll, we'll see how they play out, but uh, at least we have something to hope for and look forward to. Let me just talk briefly about what happened last week. We got off to a good start on Monday and Tuesday, very strong days in the market. First of all, we're a little bit, uh, we're more than a little bit oversold. There's been a lot of nervousness, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater type investments going down. Um, there are still good investments and in some, I, I think, on sale right now. Have your shopping list ready for the things that you want to invest in for the next three to five years. I think a lot of them are coming into um, what looks like anyway right now a good range to maybe dollar cost average into or leg into a little bit at a time. But what happened on Monday and Tuesday, I think also DC has been pumped up a little bit by the earnings reports that are coming in. I'll share a few with you in the next segment. But earnings have been coming in much better than expected. Now, I know it's early, but I'm telling you, 
the, they're beating expectations, analyst expectations, pretty handily, and that has the market rising. Now, what happened on Thursday, on Wednesday? We started much higher and ended lower. Well, the, for one of the Federal Reserve governors, uh, Neil Kashkari, it was actually, he was uh, actually, he's originally from PIMCO, mm-hmm. ran for office of some sort, and now he's on the Federal Reserve Board. Uh, he's not a voting member, but he's out there talking, and it's supposed to be the Federal Open Market Committee, and we call them the Federal Open Mouth Committee. <laughs> Because they're jawboning the markets down. They've been doing this for months. The market had two really good days, so up goes Kashkari saying, well, you know, the jobs numbers are still too strong, so we still have to be very aggressive in raising rates. Well, that changed, and, and that brought the market down on Wednesday. But on Friday, D.C., we were down, and we had the reverse. We heard from the uh, people at the Wall Street Journal that they're talking to some of the Fed governors who think – hey, maybe we've gone a little bit too fast with interest rates. Maybe we're getting a little bit too far along with yeah. interest rates. How about that? Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. what happens to be coming up again on uh, November 8th? I've forgotten. <laughs> it's, it's something about a midterm election or something. I don't know. And where did I hear that you might might be, hear something right around election time? Where have I heard I that? I think it might have been right on this program over <laughs> the, the last few months. The, your financial future program. That's right. We said that yeah. as we get close to the election, they don't want to be seen as political. I think sometimes they are political, but they don't want to be seen that way. And I think somebody must have gotten to some of these governors to lighten up their tone. And their tone did change on Friday. And the market that was down 200 points within a few minutes was up 200 points and kept climbing afterwards. So maybe that's a good thing. I still think, I I thought before maybe they would stop raising rates at this time. I still think there's another one to two rate hikes in them. And that would be the November meeting, which is on the 2nd. And then they have a December 15th meeting I think you're going to get more rate hikes, but I think we're getting near the end of that. And you can see the money come off the sideline when they even have a whisper of a hint that the Federal Reserve might stop raising rates. Now, that's a good thing. I think that would set us up for the potential of at least a relief rally. We had a good relief rally going from June to the third week of August until the Fed Reserve came out and said they were going to be very vid. It was actually the head chair Powell, who is not an economist, but he is an attorney. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he came out back then and he kind of threw a wet blanket on the market at that time. And now it looks like we may, just may, we'll see, be setting up for a relief rally. And I think investors would welcome that. Doesn't mean there aren't um, headwinds in front of us. I think we were in a recession. I think we are in a recession, but I'm thinking, D.C., you will see the third quarter GDP, the growth number, come out as a positive. And I'm thinking it's going to be around 3%. So then you will hear we're no, no longer in a recession. Right. But I think there, if we stay on the course with the money printing and, and the money's just going out into the system again now, I think there is a good potential for a recession somewhere in 2023. That does not mean you have to get out of all your investments. It may mean we tweak a little bit more here and there, and we have some examples coming up in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere of things that will work if we are in a recession. Okay. I say that only because I'm, I'm not an economist either. Right. But Bloomberg, there was a headline out of Bloomberg midweek last week, and they said the chance of a recession in 2023 is 100%. 
That's wow. Bloomberg. I'm just telling uh-huh. you who said it. So okay. Okay. just be aware of that as well. But we're going to show you how to invest, how to get through these tough times, because there will be better times ahead. I'm going with that, DC. All right. Well, DC, I know we're coming up on a break, but I want to squeeze in an investment idea that I heard on Friday. Actually, two of them. Okay. I heard on... Um, on, this is an example of, of having your shopping list ready. Right. I heard this on Fox Business from investment guru David Bonson of the Bonson Group. He's on there from time to time, and he'll give you some ideas. He's been more bearish, mm-hmm. of course, this year. But he said, I just started buying these two dividend stocks. He thinks they're a very good value right here. We've talked about dividend stocks all throughout the year. A lot of them still down in their range. But the dividends keep coming in and quarter on a quarterly basis usually and usually help you to weather the storm, help you to get through the tougher periods. He gave us two ideas. We do not currently own these for any clients that I know of at NJC Investments, but we will do our homework on them. And I urge you to do the same. There are many different stocks in the same arena and same quality and the same type dividend. So there's a lot to choose from. I'm giving this to you to kind of give you an idea of what some of the best minds on Wall Street are doing right now. Okay. Okay. That doesn't mean it's right for you. It won't be right for every investor, but uh, we'll put it out there as ideas from David Bonson this past Friday, just yesterday. He gave us first Lamar Advertising, the billboard people, do you see? Yeah. L-A-M-R is the symbol, trading at about $88 on Friday. The high for the 52 weeks, last 52 weeks, $124.32. The low is $81.10. So real close to the 52-week low. Mm-hmm. It is still down 27% year to date. A little bit, uh, that's a little bit more than the S&P 500, slightly down more than the, the S&P 500. But Bonson thinks we're getting near. He's not saying this is the bottom, but he thinks he thinks we are getting near a bottom and these would be good value plays. Again, LAMR trading around $88 on Friday puts the dividend yield at 5.45%. That's your annual yield. It's paid out quarterly. He gave us a second one. And this one, I'm I'm not familiar with the company. And again, we do not own these currently. Molis, M-O-E-L-I-S. The symbol is MC. MC is an independent investment bank. And it's been a a tough year for investment banks. This stock, MC, still down 36% year-to-date. So lost more than a third of its value over the last 52 weeks. Currently trading at $39. And the 52-week high on Molis, $76.19. The 52-week low, $33.12. Again, trading in the 39 area. Close again, closer to the bottom. And the symbol MC with this low price has a current dividend yield of just over 6%. So there are two ideas that may help you or help certain investors to weather the storms of 2022. Have that income stream coming in while you wait. 6% dividend on MC, a 5.45% dividend on LAMR. 
And David Bonson said he did start buying these two companies just last week. I urge you to check out David Bonson and the Bonson Group online. Those are his ideas, not particularly ours. But I'm going to look into these, DC. And we've been looking at other ideas in the value area of good dividend-paying stocks that may have a good return over the next three to five years. We'll see. All right. All right. Well, let's take our first break right here, DC. When we come back, we have some bond ideas to talk about. We have some stock ideas that might be right to buy in a recession. We'll talk about those as well, so don't go anywhere. But right now, let's thank our friends at Seidel's Restaurant in North Scranton for sponsoring this portion of our program. This is a great time of the year, DC. The menus are changing. We're changing from one season into another. And as that happens, you're getting new nightly specials at Seidel's Restaurant, a great Italian-American bistro right here in your own backyard. Make sure you check out my pals at Seidel's, and I urge you to pick up your phone right now. Get your reservations. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Your financial future back after this brief message. I hope you'll please stay with us. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sedell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sedell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sedell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. Sedell's Restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sedell's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sedell's, the owner is also the chef. Sedell's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sedell's. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us on the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colorossi of NJC Investments. And uh, over across the massive soundboard, pushing all the buttons, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Massive. Um, yes, it is. It hardly fits in the luxurious <laughs> corner office studio. Right. Uh, Mr. D.C. Taylor, and he just did us a favor, ran down the hall during the break, as he does each Saturday morning at this time, uh. and he's plunked down a piping hot cup of coffee in front of us. And D.C. Taylor, this is terrific today. What do we have? Sure. Well, you better be careful picking that up because it is uh, filled all the way up to the brim and might possibly spill over in this autumn abundance. Autumn abundance. Yes. Autumn abundance. Well, you have the most timely <laughs> coffees in the world. I don't know how you do it. It's terrific. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Well, you're doing great. We're looking out of the big picture window here at the studio, down on the fields and the peaks and valleys of the mountains. It's just beautiful. It's autumn abundance out there, and now we have it right here in the studio. That's right. All right, DC. Thanks so much. Sure. And uh, let's move on now. I would like to uh, talk about some, we're trying to get in as many investment ideas, strategies as we can to help you weather the investment storms of 2022. And it's been tough, you know, not everything working, certainly uh, more more than not uh, in the investment world, not working this year, but uh, stay diversified, 
keep the faith. I believe better times are ahead. I came across a great timely article last week, DC Taylor, mm-hmm. and this is how to profit from the upcoming midterm elections. What are they about 18 days away? Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're right around the corner, just a few weeks down the road. And this is from Alexander green. If you want to check this article out online, it's, on there on the internet, readynews.com, how to profit from the upcoming midterms. And let me just cover it quickly for you. He says he's getting a lot of questions on how to how to position yourself or whatever's going to happen. What do we always say, DC Taylor, about politics? Uh, keep your politics out of your portfolio. Well, how often have we said that and how long have we been saying that? Forever. <laughs> for, forever right? and ever. Listen to this line. Right. I, and this is from Alexander Green, I don't let my political views drive my investment decisions, and you shouldn't either. Well, That's there it. You right? right. There you go. All Keep right. your politics out of your portfolio. He says, history shows us that the market has done well when Democrats have held the House, descended in the White House, when Republicans have held the House, descended in the White House, and when we've had a divided government, and we've also performed poorly in each of these scenarios. And he says uh, some sectors will do better under the Republicans, sectors that uh, they they favor tax cuts and deregulation. Mm -hmm. Some sectors will do better under the Democrats because they favor increased social spending, climate change type things, Green New Deal type things. He says, however, with next month's election, there are only two possible outcomes. Either Democrats maintain control in Washington or Republicans break their lock on power and disrupt the Democrat agenda by winning either the House or Senate or both. Mm-hmm. He says, but uh, they're, they're positioning. People are telling you how to position. He says, I recommend that you position your portfolio to profit for either of those scenarios. Okay. And how does he do it? He says, by focusing on those rare areas that Republicans and Democrats believe in together. Right, it's it's few and far between anymore. Okay. His top three areas: national defense. We can all agree that we need a strong national defense. Right. Improved infrastructure. Uh-huh. A lot of talk of that, and also increased government efficiency. He gives us three stocks. He says these are his plays. Again, these are hit ideas. Right. These are just ideas, not meant as recommendations from him to you, or certainly from me to you. We do not currently own any of these. At NJC Investments, we have in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I'll point that out. Um, in fact, it's the first one. But he's, it, these are just ideas. This is, again, this is where your homework starts, right? The branch out from here if you have an interest in this area. But I found them interesting. Raytheon Technologies is his number one pick. The defense company, why? He said Russia's invasion of Ukraine has reminded everybody that we need a strong national defense and they have all of the new next-generation warfare capabilities um, in in their products. Mm-hmm. And he says it's it. This is Raytheon is seeing very strong demand for their new air and missile defense systems. And what's happening, DC, is we're we're giving away ours. They're going to have to be replaced. Oh uh, yeah, quickly. I hope. Yeah, like the oil that's getting drained out too. Right. But that's going to happen. So. He says, by uh, creating smarter defense systems and giving the U.S. military and our allies every advantage, Raytheon helps create a more secure world, and earnings are growing at a rate of 27% per year. 
one of the you know that's that's a good number in these tough times. RTX is the stock symbol, trading at about eighty-eight dollars on Friday, one hundred six hundred two. The fifty-two week high, seventy-nine. The fifty-two week low. One of the rare stocks out there, positive for the year. DC up two point eight percent year to date, and RTX carries a two point four eight percent dividend yield. Next on his list is American Waterworks. Now we have owned Raytheon in the past. We, ha- I don't think we currently own any for shareholders now. The other two we have not owned. I've looked at American Waterworks several times. I don't think we've ever purchased it for clients. But AWK is the, is the symbol for American Waterworks. They provide high-quality water and wastewater services to more than 14 million people in 24 states. They are the nation's largest public-traded water utility, AWK. And they say that the cost of just replacing pipelines over the next few years, the cost in the next decade, mm-hmm. $1 trillion Ooh. because the pipes are old, right? Oh, yeah. Some of these pipes over 100 years old underneath us. They say this challenge means American Waterworks will have all the work it can handle for many more years to come. AWK trading at about 133 on Friday, 189.35, the 52-week high, 122. 77, the 52-week low, it has a 2% dividend yield, but down 29%, so more than the S&P, 29% year-to-date. But uh, that is Alexander Green's pick. He thinks they will recover from here and have a lot of growth in front of them. We shall see. Okay. No guarantees on any of these, DC Teller, but good ideas to uh, look into, I think. Sure. We have also uh, his third pick. His third pick of companies of how to profit from the upcoming midterms is Tyler Technologies. Not familiar with this company. We do not own it. They sell and support software services that make it easier for local governments to manage their complex day-to-day business functions, including financial management, court cases, property taxes, citizen services, record-keeping, document management, everything for, for local governments. Yeah. And I believe, D.C., they have over 13,000 local governments across all 50 states, as well as Canada, Great Britain, and the Caribbean. TYL, the symbol, trading at $334 on Friday, 557.55, the 52-week high, $385, $300.85, the 52-week low. And here they do not have a dividend, and they are also down sharply year-to-date, down about 37% year-to-date on TYL, but Alexander Green likes this company, he says, because no competitor has systems that are faster or more comprehensive or easier to integrate, and earnings are up almost 57% year over year. Again, TYL negative on the year. He says, the bottom line on all three of these companies, they are all profitable, all of them are growing, all of them are recession-resistant, and all of them, keyword, should, <laughs> should <laughs> perform well no matter which party fares best next month. And despite all these advantages, all of them are well off their 52-week highs. Again, the symbols there are TYL. We had Raytheon at RTX. And in the middle, we had American Waterworks AWK. Thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program where 
Every day's a holiday and every meal's a banquet, DC. All right. And hey, speaking of holidays, only nine days now till Halloween. How about that? How about that? All right. That means it's only 33 days until Thanksgiving. Uh Uh-huh. And that means in 63 days, the big guy takes to the skies, flies across the world, comes with DC Taylor's chimney. Down he goes, and on the 64th day, you'll be sitting there in your jammies with the feet in them, opening up your Christmas presents. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. 64, Love the countdown. 64 days till Christmas. All right. Well, DC, we've come to my favorite part of the program where we like to catch you up, even though the numbers aren't so good. We like to catch you up on where we stand in the markets year to date. But before we do that, we always like to give you a hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. That is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. I have a couple here, D.C. Taylor. One, this um, this is a family that I know and need, and it was in this uh, past week in the Scranton Times and the Weekend Times. Mm-hmm. This is a fundraiser coming up for Kelly McDowell. Kelly McDowell, she's 28 years old. I know the family well. I've known them for a long time. She's a St. Paul's School graduate and a Scranton High alumnus. Also, she was diagnosed back when she was just 10 years old with type 1 diabetes. And uh, since then, she's lost 85% of her vision. She's had to have transplants of her kidney her her pancreas there's yeah. a fundraiser coming she's and she's a vibrant young woman and uh, really a fighter they're having a fundraiser kindness for kelly on saturday november 5th 5 till 7 p.m at the lodge at montage mountain and there'll be uh, there'll be food and and drinks and soft drinks and entertainment. It's only twenty dollars. Tickets can be purchased in advance by visiting montagemountainresorts.com. Of course, there'll be tickets at the door. Also, you can go if you want to just give a donation. There's a lot of medical expenses she's incurring constantly, and uh, you can go to the GoFundMe page, kindness for Kelly, K E L L Y. Or you can mail to Kindness for Kelly, 2522 Boulevard Avenue in Scranton, Pennsylvania, 18509. Kindness for Kelly, 2522 Boulevard Avenue, Scranton, Pennsylvania, 18509. Any donation. Sure. Any donation you can make would be very, very helpful for Kelly and for the family. And uh, I appreciate you, uh, anything you can do there. Good. And one other DC Taylor, this past week, I've got my um, Palman's card, my yeah. the little postcard they sent out, Palman's Poultry Farms for Thanksgiving turkeys and Christmas turkeys. And we said they're right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, last year, you'll remember that the the Thanksgiving turkeys did sell out early. Yeah. yeah. So you, if you're in, and now DC poor DC Taylor had to go find a fat chicken and pa- pa- pass it off as a turkey last year. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> anyway, but yes, right. <laughs> anyway, if you're interested in uh, the Palmans Farm, and these are grain fed for delicious natural flavor, no steroids, no hormones, never frozen. DC, not Good. like those things you're going to buy in the supermarket that are frozen. Might have been walking the planet in the 70s right so these are great now it's going to be a little bit more expensive but this is a family farm farm to table you will not have a better turkey you can go to their website palmanfarms.com that's p-a-l-l-m-a-n farms.com
Amazon.com, or I'll give you the phone number. You can order your Christmas and Thanksgiving at once if you like. It's 570-587-3258. And no, they do not sponsor our program. I've just been having these turkeys since I was a child, and I'm telling you, these are terrific. Uh, nothing like them. Good. All right. All right. What, what do you have for us today, DC? Today, uh, specifically, a free trick-or-treat event on uh, Main Street in downtown Pittston uh, going on this afternoon, 2 till 5. There will be free candy, and then there will also be prizes for the most unique, uh, the scariest, and the best homemade costume. Wear your vest for uh, for Halloween. Uh, the fun happens in the Lower Tomato Festival lot on Main Street in Pittston. Again, that is uh, 2 to 5 uh, this afternoon. Also, the West Scranton Fall Festival happening today and, and this evening in two parts. Uh, food and drinks, live music, fun for the kids. Uh, it's the first part of the festival at Clover Field, 400 West Locust Street in Scranton from noon till 3. And then the uh, second part of the uh, West Scranton Fall Festival is uh, at Allen Park, uh, corner of North Main Avenue and Price Street, uh, 6 till 9 this evening. There will be live music and s'mores and hot chocolate and uh, so much more. Great family fall events, DC. Get out and enjoy the season. You got it. Excellent. All right. Well, time to get back to finance. Here is where we stand in our capital markets as of October 22nd. Wow, two two thirds of the way through October now, DC. The time is flying. October twenty second, the Dow Jones Industrial Average with that big up seven hundred and forty eight points on Friday, just because the Federal Reserve they're they're (laughs) saying they may be softening their tone, or at least they're talking about it. Right, just the little words like that, DC, telling the market it's it's a fragile it's a fragile market. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This will not go on forever. We will not have these big gyrations forever. I know they are mind numbing now. Keep the faith, be a long-term investor, and look towards better things in the future. But a good day, up almost 2.5% in one day on Friday. The Dow is now up, uh, I'm sorry, down 14.4% year to date. Mm -hmm. Uh, Better than it's been, right? but uh, still down 14.4%. S&P, similar returns on Friday, now down 21.2% year to date. NASDAQ, which was down over 35%, is now down 30.5% on the year. Price of a barrel of oil, $85.15, similar to where it was last week, D.C. And the 10-year Treasury yield was down slightly on Friday, but up up on the week, 4.22%. But even with that, big market rally and an up week on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Let's hope there are many more to come. Don't forget, traditionally, November, December, good market months. We'll hope, we will hope that we can roll right into those months and have a good finish to what's been a very difficult year for investors. TC, besides the words from the Federal Reserve, I think what's really been helping the market, certainly over the last uh, week to two weeks, earnings coming in better than expectations. We're running a little bit short on time in the segment, so I'm going to just uh, go through these real quickly to give you a flavor. Netflix came out with earnings. They reversed. The last quarter is the first time they lost um, subscribers. They reversed that. They beat on the top line, the bottom line, both earnings per share and revenues. Good report for, for Netflix. Stock reacted positively. 
Tesla was out last week with earnings. They beat on earnings per share. They were a little bit light on deliveries in the quarter. They were expecting 364,000 cars delivered. It was 343, and that was a little bit of supply chain issues still going on there. And they were just slightly short on revenues. The stock initially dipped. We found out on Friday that Kathy Wood was in there buying the big growth investor, over $13 million worth of uh, Tesla shares during the pullback, and Tesla was up on Friday. Procter & Gamble, very strong, beating on top and bottom line. People still buying the top-line products, DC. And Goldman Sachs in the banking sector. The banks came in really well last week. Goldman was out early this week. They beat earnings. They were lower than a year ago, but they beat their expectations on earnings per share and on revenues. So all in all, the early earnings reports, a big surprise to the upside. We were expecting weaker numbers and weaker forecasts. We really haven't heard that yet. So I think that's what's going on a little bit with our markets as well. Let's hope that continues into next week. We'll be here to report more earnings and uh, we'll fill you in on how we're doing with the report card for the markets next Saturday. So make sure you come back. DC, let's take a break right here and thank our friends at Montrose Motors in beautiful Montrose, Pennsylvania. Not a better time of the year to drive out to that short country drive that it is. Right. Out to Montrose, PA. Beautiful fall colors this time of year. And what do they have besides that new lineup of Ford vehicles and more and more cars on the lot now, DC? Very nice. Or if it's a pre-owned vehicle, a top quality, fine pre-owned vehicle that uh, that you're looking for, uh, they will help you find uh, the perfect one for your uh, your needs and your budget they sure will great service department the coffee's always on so nice. make sure you check out my pals at montrose motors i'm sure they'll make you that great deal on your next vehicle your financial future back after these brief messages i hope you'll please stay with us looking for a dealership where you'll feel right at home the minute you walk into the showroom This describes Montrose Motors to a T. You know, that Ford dealership in the great little town of Montrose, Pennsylvania? Not only do they have a great selection of new Ford vehicles in stock, they also have an equal amount of quality pre-owned cars, SUVs, and trucks. It's just a short country drive to the no-hassle Ford dealer Montrose Motors on Grow Avenue. Ask for Andy Bennett or Doug Thomas. These guys really have never met a stranger. You'll end up friends. Nestled in the rolling hills of beautiful Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, you will find NJC Investments, a capable small-town firm with local values working right here for the citizens of our own community. Whether it's retirement planning, college planning, or just building up that long-term nest egg, the advisors at NJC Investments have decades of experience helping your neighbors achieve their goals. Why don't you get to know NJC Investments too? You can reach us at 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. And we welcome you to join us weekly as we broadcast the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM The Talker, Saturdays at 9 a.m. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.
This is the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi from NJC Investments on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm DC Taylor, the producer of this thing sitting on the uh, across the uh, ma- massive soundboard uh, is Nick. Nick's over there. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hello, DC Taylor. I can hardly see you. You're so far across there. <laughs> so many knobs and twisties That's here. It. You're doing a great job. <laughs> I appreciate you. all the work you do on the program. Sure. And don't forget to check out my pal DC Taylor weeknights on our sister station, 105-1035 The River. He has his very own classic rock program, great music, and he gives you all the information in between. We call that wit and wisdom yeah, of T.C. Taylor. Thank you. Right. I appreciate you tuning in. Four o'clock till eight o'clock each weeknight, seven o'clock on Fridays, because Friday. we don't know what he does, but he sneaks out early. <laughs> all right. All right, T.C. Well, let's get back to finance on this beautiful Saturday fall morning. Yeah. It's I love the fall, and it's just <laughs> looking great out there, so hope everybody will Enjoy their weekend with a family and friends that you love, right? Mm-hmm. Enjoy yeah. the enjoy the beauty of fall. Enjoy it. Well, DC, I want to move on now to an article from Brett Owens, chief investment strategist at holdingschannel.com. He wrote this on October 12th. You can check out the entire article online. I am only going to skim the surface. And as always, not recommendations from me to you. These are ideas from Brett Owens, but he has a lot of good ideas. So I, we're getting out as many ideas, trying to cover as many different investment types. And uh, maybe, just maybe you would find this uh, helpful to look into and do your own homework. Of course, work closely with your own financial advisor. If you have an interest in this area, if we can help you in any way, we're happy to do that. Get you out any details you need on these investments absolutely free of charge or obligations don't ever hesitate to call us we love hearing from our listeners in jc investments 570-586-5030 back to the article the best bonds to buy in a recession okay the debate goes on dc are we in a recession are we not in a recession we've had two negative quarters of gdp to me, that's a recession. Yeah, The official recession guys have not said anything. How do I become an official I, recession guy? I don't know. It's, a, <laughs> it's that, probably the same that, way you become the Fed chair. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, um, they, they have not declared an official recession. And the, it's going to be this quarter, I think we'll see 3% growth. So you'll see everybody come out, especially all of our politician friends will be saying, there's no recession, nothing to be seen here. Right. Um, most people are looking, most analysts are looking for a recession in 2023. Hopefully if it does come in 2023, it'll be mild. We'll, we'll see how everything plays out before then. But I think it would be a double dip recession. I'm calling this a recession. I think we'll be out of the recession with the third quarter GDP. And I think there's a potential to be back into a recession mid 2023, but here are bond ideas, which we have. It's rare that we've been talking about bonds because this year, the worst year, and bond investors will tell you this, the worst year for traditional bond funds ever, yeah. ever. The aggregate bond index, the Bloomberg aggregate bond index, the last I looked was down about 16%. The last time it was down was 2008. It was down, I believe, 2.9%. Mm. And that was a bad year. Down 16%. However... Now, bonds have really gone down throughout the course of 2022. So Owens is looking at this as an opportunity, and he gives us his favorite idea 
in the bond area right now because yields have gone so so high recently, DC. What mm-hmm. happens when the yield is going up? What is going on with the price? It's going down. And prices are low. He thinks, his opinion, they are bottoming or close to a bottom right in here. So let me just give you a little bit from this article here. He says, recessions are generally bullish for bonds. And why are we talking bonds in a year when they've been crushed? He says, the cure for poor bond performance is the high yields that we are now seeing. And he said, we want to look forward, not backward. Yes, it's been a bad bond year, but he thinks next year we will come out of this. We will see. He says, finally, we're seeing these attractive fixed income yields. And he asked the question, why are recessions good entry points for safe bonds? He says, when the economy slows, rates fall, and when rates start falling, D.C. Taylor, what will happen to those prices? <laughs> They'll go up. You 100% today. <laughs> Bond prices would rise if rates start to fall. This has not happened yet, Owens tells us. But history tells us it should happen soon. There's that should word again, D.C. Right. And when there, is no, you know, there is no way to know for certain when that happens. Let's look back at 2008, that last time that we had a bad bond market, but not nearly as bad as this. His pick right now is the iShares 20-year treasury bond ETF. The symbol is TLT. This is an exchange-traded fund. You can buy it and sell it on the, on the market, and this is the fund that Owens likes right here in the bond area. Back in 2008, it had a 28% gain. Okay. Of course, past performance, DC. Not a guarantee of future results. Nor indicative, certainly not. But uh, that was the last bad bond year, and this had a, had a good return. However, in 2022, this has not happened to TLT. It's been quite the opposite. TLT has been no safe haven like it was back in 2008. It has paid its dividend all along. The current dividend yield on TLT is 3.8%. That's the SEC yield Mm -hmm. as of Friday. He says this fund, however, 28% up now in 2000. That was back in 2008. Now in 2022, down more than 30%. In fact, it hit a 52-week low on Friday, down 36%. Mm. Almost unheard of for a bond fund. Mm. It is trading at TLT, trading at about $93 on Friday. It, it hit as low as 92.26, the 52-week low. And it's been as high over the last 52 weeks as $155. Again, TLT at, in the 93 range as of Friday. Why does he like it? He likes the dividend yield. He says it's not, you know, it's not a real high dividend yield, but he said, listen, if you had a million dollars to put into this fund, that's $38,000 in annual income. And this is why Owens thinks this is a buy right now after being down more than 35% year to date. He says there's two drivers that determine the, the direction of a bond fund, one is duration risk. Higher future rates are bearish 
lower future rates are bullish. So if rates come down, which he thinks will happen, he thinks that will be good for bonds and credit risk. What's the chance that this bond issuer can't pay us back in the future? That would be your credit risk. Well, this is a treasury bond, DC. That's Uncle Sam. Right. If he gets into a bind, this is what Owen says, don't worry about it. He'll just print more money. Okay. <laughs> I think he's right. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, that part, he says, that, that takes your uh, risk level down on this. Now, of course, I'm going to just step aside here. Anything that goes down 36% in a year, mm -hmm. even though it has the word treasury in it, it has risk to it. Yeah. You can see that. Okay. But Owens does think this may be a time to enter. He says the good news for bond bulls is that the markdown is either complete or at least due for a breather. And he believes TLT is poised to rally when long-term rates cool down. So if you if you think interest rates are going to come down, we're peaking on interest rates, mm -hmm. he would say this is your buy. Now others say no, rates are going to continue higher. There's a that that there's that's both sides of the market, DC. Yeah. Buyers and sellers. So <laughs> that just for informational purposes, we do not currently own TLT for any clients at NJC Investments, but I found the article interesting and I wanted to pass along. It, it doesn't matter what bond fund you're invested in this year, you're down, yeah. right? It's been a tough year for bonds, but the, the good news is as rates, eventually rates will stop going up. As mm -hmm. that happens, we should see most of these fu bond funds recover nicely. The only thing we have, DC, the only thing I can say is we don't know the date. Right. I think they'll go back up. You will not tell me what day that starts. <laughs> I'll never tell you. All right. So there's an idea in bonds from Brett Owens of holdingschannel.com. Very good. All right. Well, we got the hotline, the studio hotline blinking. Uh, Nick, it's uh, blinding us. <laughs> you know what that means when that's ringing this time every week. It's time for Mitchell's Mailbag. Yes, it is time for Mitchell's Mailbag here on the Your Financial Future program. This is the part of the program where we answer your questions, uh, which you can send via email. That's the best way to do it. Just uh, just send that to nick at njcinvestments.com and put in the subject line Mitchell's Mailbag. And our uh, colleague in the field, Mitchell Dimitrik, uh, gets all the questions and, uh, and gets a nice, uh, nice variety of them every week. Mitchell Dimitrik on the phone with us right now. Hello, Mitchell. Hello, DC. Hello, Nick. How are we both doing today on this beautiful fall uh, Saturday morning? Isn't it beautiful? The colors are terrific. It's heating up nicely outside. Looking so forward to the rest of the weekend, and uh, we're, we're just doing great and looking forward to your questions. Perfect. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting started. Well, let's get right into it. Please, Mitchell, uh, go with the uh, first question there. Alrighty. First question comes from Carl in Scranton. Carl asks, is your investment firm considered a fiduciary like the commercials I hear on television? Thanks, Carl, for listening in Scranton. The good news is, yes, we are a fiduciary and yes, we are a traditional brokerage. Many places can't say that. Um, we can do either, whichever direction works best for a client. When I say traditional brokerage, if you're, let's say, a buy and hold client, maybe you buy a thousand shares of PPNL and you just want the dividend, or maybe you're buying a mutual fund that you intend to hold for 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's better that we do a traditional brokerage. The fees might work out lower for you in that case. 
Or if you're an active trading client, if you do a lot of uh, shifting of your investments, if you're a stock buyer um, on a regular basis, then it would be better to be a fiduciary. And we can do that as well. Again, whichever works out best for the client. What a fiduciary means is that we must put the client's interest ahead of any of our interests. And we have to do that whether we're traditional or whether we're a fiduciary. It That does not matter. The client's interests are always placed first. And the other difference with a fiduciary client, it's an asset-based fee where you would pay an annual fee, maybe broken up quarterly, a flat fee, and you would pay less when your accounts are low and more as your accounts were growing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's different than in a traditional brokerage. You would pay as you go. If you were doing a trade, you might pay a commission. So again, I think the good news is we have the ability to do either one. Most brokerages, DC, have gone all to fiduciary or asset-based accounts. Mm-hmm. And that's right for a lot of people, but it's not, it's not a perfect fit for everyone. So we're happy to be able to offer either. All right. Well, let's get to a uh, second question. Second question in Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell. What do you have? Already, second question comes from Linda in Wilkesbury. Linda asks, "What is the most undervalued area of the investment markets right now, and would you be investing right now?" Well, Linda, that's a great question. I think if you look at the Nasdaq, that's obviously the most uh, oversold area right now. And does it get cheaper? It may. Um, would I be investing right now? I'd be talking uh, maybe the top tier technology companies. I think even more oversold is the high growth companies uh, that are priced into the future. But I would be looking at top-tier quality names, and you know them in the tech area, that are way down from their 52-week highs and most close to their 52-week lows. And if I were a growth investor there, I'd be doing it little by little, dollar cost averaging in, legging into your position, not going in with both feet. We are in a difficult market, but I think there's a lot of value if you do your homework in the tech, the biotech area, and things of that nature. All right. Great. Well, let's let's get one more question in here in uh, Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell. What do you have? Alrighty, last but certainly not least, question number three comes from Frank in Old Forge. Frank asks, can you tell me the difference between a mutual fund and an exchange-traded fund and which is better to invest in an IRA account? Frank, thanks for listening in the pizza capital of the world, Old Forge, Pennsylvania. Mutual funds, they create more shares for you when you go to purchase them. It's a collection of investments. ETFs are generally a collection of investments, very similar, but there's a fixed amount of shares. So they trade on the markets just like a stock. If you're looking to invest in an IRA account, the mutual funds might be a better way to go, in my opinion, only because... They do spin off capital gains distributions from time to time, but in an IRA account, they are not taxable. And also, mutual funds give you a way to go into them on a dollar-cost averaging basis, usually without any sales fees. All right, there you go. Your questions, more of your questions answered on the Your Financial Future program inside the uh, Mitchell's Mailbag segment. And uh, again, send those emails to nick at njcinvestments.com. Put in the subject line Mitchell's Mailbag, and we'll be sure Mitchell Dimitrik gets all the questions and uh, gets a good, good batch, a good variety of questions for us every week. Thanks for doing that, Mitchell. Appreciate it. DC, Nick, thank you for having me on the show each and every Saturday morning. I'm looking forward to next week's questions.
Uh, so are we. You do a great job for us, Mitchell. We're very, very thankful. I hope you will really enjoy the beautiful weekend ahead of us uh, and all the beauty of fall. Thank you. You as well. And we'll see you right here on the radio next Saturday. Sounds good. Talk to you then. Well, thanks to Mitchell, Dimitrik, and DC. We we squeezed that in with it. We're out of time. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for your help today, DC Taylor. Very welcome. And let's remind everyone, there is never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on today's program, you know where to find us. NJC Investments 570-586-5030. Thanks again for tuning in this morning on 94.3 FM, The Talker. May God bless you and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. This has been a FilmWise presentation. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.